Good morning. Good morning. We are back. We are so excited to be back. Welcome back to your business and digital guys. We have an amazing show in store for you guys. We've got a lot of cool tricks, things we're going to do this morning. So let's jump in. Welcome to your business in digital. You guys see we have a really cool new intro. So Andrea, good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Oh my goodness. Good morning. <laughs> so I just wanted us to do a quick recap of what we've done with your business in digital. So guys, just to let you know, this show is how we really connect the dots between finance, sales, marketing, and operations, right? Because that's really important for your business. Before you can really be effective in the digital landscape, you really need to make sure that all the parties are connected. So Andrea, let's talk a little bit about season one and some of the things we talked about. Uh, just a quick recap. We talked about lead generation. Uh, what were your thoughts on connecting digital back to finance? Oh my God. Because I always say everything leads back to the numbers, right? And sales is your number one number. That is the number that kind of defines <clears throat> how your business is run. So it was really important that we were able to find that pathway from how you were generating the leads into how it was being translated into actual revenue, which in then turns around to run the business. So it was, that's an important linkage. Right. Absolutely. We also had some businesses here talking about what they've been doing in digital. I remember Chef was here um, from Marshmallow of the Month Club. We also had Shop Karib here, uh, Roxanne Coltress. She was here talking about how they've been implementing digital. And what we recognize with businesses is that uh, it's sometimes a slow process, but you do one or two things that and you focus on it and they start seeing the difference because they saw upticks in traffic, more people, more relevant people coming to your site. <laughs> Getting that owner's perspective, what were your thoughts on that? Oh my, getting that owner's perspective was so relatable because at the end of the day, I am, as much as I'm on this show, I am actually trying to implement all the things that we talk about as well. So it was so relatable to see these other businesses um, doing the things that we speak about and getting the results, right? So it was, it was a bit inspiring to me. And then, you know, it gave me the encouragement to say, okay, what can I do next in my own business? It was quite relatable to be able to chat with them and to just realize that, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> Everybody's right. doing it. And, you know, if you take it one thing at a time, you know, you get, you get your, you could get your reward. But the key thing was they were doing different things. And that right. was the important thing, you know, based on where they were in their businesses, they weren't just taking um, a copy and paste approach. They were doing very specific things that was related to their business and seeing the results. Absolutely. So what was you, one of your favorite moments from last season? Of course, my favorite moments would be when we talk about finance things, right? So I loved when we spoke about financial structure. I remember we talked about that structure and all the different things that make up your business structure because it's a part of the business that a lot of business owners don't really spend time thinking about, right? We we focus on, we, we do the sexy things, right? But the unsexy things, we don't really like to do it. So things like organizing your accounting software, just making sure it's right for the type of business that you have. You know, I think we, in that episode, we spoke about how you were connecting the dots in terms of your invoicing and payments. I just love that conversation because I felt like, it was such a necessary conversation and it was we were able of course to bring digital into 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 play as well but at, at any time we talk about finance things and numbers you know that's yep. my that's my jam <laughs> i know that's your jam but you know what what was really exciting for me it's just having the just all the industry experts right so having you here having michelle gordon here talking about sales and prices and of course having michael here talking about operations so i can't mention these folks and not bring them to the stage it's about that time where we all get together again yay, yay! <laughs> Welcome season two. So Mike and Michelle, give us your quick take on a quick recap from last season. And then of course, I know we have to roll right into our next segment. Uh, so let's talk about that. Michelle, what did you think about last season? What did you take away from last season with your business and digital? 
Well, first, hello, everybody. It is so good to see all four of our faces on the screen again and to our community out there. Thanks for coming back. We missed you all you know, terribly and are glad to be here. Now, last season, well, it was a good, fun season for us, us embarking into this new area for everything. I think my greatest uh, thing that I liked, like Andrea said, is to watch uh, how we have evolved in helping our community out there and, and showing the value of having all four of us together and that we're not, you know, enemies, we're frenemies in many ways and that <laughs> we, we, we need to work together, we're stronger together, you know, all will rise when we are together, but that friction is a healthy friction and I think we displayed that numerous times across 2020. I think that was one of the biggest things. I love that. So, Michael, what are your thoughts? Welcome back to season two. What welcome back. Welcome back. Go beyond the likes. Go beyond the likes. Um, that's my superpower this morning, right? So, we are back. We are back. We are shamelessly plugging. Shamelessly plugging. Go beyond the likes. Mother Ventish the building. It's great to be back. Morning cup of digital. You know, so many, as, as Michelle said, so many in our community found so much value from what we we do on a morning from Monday to on Monday and Wednesdays, right? Um, I think some of my takeaways from last season were definitely the math has to math, right? So we are here about results. That's what we're here about. We are not here to just, you know, talk digital in abstract, but how it's actually going to help you move your business forward. So I think we had some really good moments last year, um, last season, especially, you know, talking social media influencers, we're always staying on top and ahead of, in a lot of cases, what's happening out there. What's happening, you know, in the digital streets, as you like to say tomorrow. What's happening out there in the digital streets? And last year was pretty wild, you know, getting back, <laughs> going from, you know, online to hybrid to who's staying home. Right. So we're back and I'm glad to be part of this again, as you said, you know, all areas represented. Absolutely. I love that. All right. So you know what? Let's just get some quick stuff out of the way. We want you guys to connect with us. Okay. So here's what our plan is for your business in digital. We really want to grow our YouTube channel. Of course, we want to grow our LinkedIn. So definitely subscribe to us on YouTube at your business in digital. Subscribe to us on LinkedIn. Follow the page. We're going to be putting out great information, tips, tricks. I just did a newsletter yesterday introducing your business in digital. So we're really trying to work on that content distribution and getting this content out. I actually even signed up, uh, signed us up for Spotify. So we have our first, <laughs> we have our first video podcast on Spotify. So it'll, it'll keep coming, you guys. Surprise. <laughs> so, all right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, I am super excited to move into our next segment, which is called Hot, Hot, Hot Topics. So that's our new segment, Hot Topics. And I'm going to kick it over to Michael and Michelle to jump in and talk a little bit about what is hot in the market this year? Because we did a lot of hot topics last year in between, but now we've decided to de dedicate an entire segment to that. So uh, Michelle and Michael, go for it. Take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome again, new segment. So it's hot topics. And today we're talking chat GBT. And more importantly, we're talking AI systems on the whole. Now, this is a hot topic because chat GBT has just launched their newest iteration actually this month, right? So we've actually talked about this for a while last year michelle um feel free to chime in but we brought this to the table we have been using ai within our own fold as well so this morning that's that's what's on everybody's list everybody's chat gbt i can't tell you how many messages i've gotten in terms of you know have you seen this should i use it so we're going to answer some of those questions this morning um michelle before i bring you up let me just go through what what we're talking about here so AI and artificial intelligence, ChatGBT, what is it exactly? And the reason why this might be a little confusing is we've seen it presented in a lot of different use cases. But of course, we're here for digital. So this morning, we're talking about it in the digital context. And what it is, it's a conversational AI chatbot that is able to produce text for you based on any prompt you put in, right? So that has a lot of power in it right there. As I said, we've been using Jasper. And the first thing you want to do is definitely take advantage of early adoption. ChatGBT is currently in its research phase. So it means they're offering it for free. Now, to any business owner, free, 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 free. Make use of it. Because there's a learning curve. Just like any system that we put out there, there's a bit of a learning curve. And you've got to get used to it. 
So you don't want it to become mainstream. And then you're just now trying to pick up on that adoption of the chatbot, right? And while they say chatbot, as I said, they're looking at all the places that you might put a chatbot on your website for customer inquiries, for customer service. So it's going to touch or it has the potential to touch a lot of places. Now, what's the big deal with this? The big deal is the amount of information it can process and come to a seemingly sensible, and I'm saying that very cautiously, a seemingly sensible output based on the data. So <clears throat> the first thing, as I said, you want to make sure you're taking advantage of early adoption. And in its main, main iteration right now, we're looking at it around the production of content. So as any business out there that's marketing, you know you're producing content or you need to produce content very regularly. And that can become a load in and of itself. So the first thing it, that it's going gonna, it's gonna to present is making it a little lighter, a little easier to generate content like your emails, your email sequences, in fact. And where it becomes easier, or it's promoted to become easier, is that you would just be talking to this chatbot. You would say to this chatbot, write an email sequence, a sales email sequence for this product for me. And what it can do once it's integrated is look at all the patterns and behaviors of your, <clears throat> your current clients and your past clients and come to some kind of, oh, this is what would work best. This seems to be what's resonating the most. And then it would write that, that entire sequence of emails. If you're writing your captions for your social media, again, another area where you can say write a caption, it has the ability to capture things like voice and tone. But this means, of course, that you need to know what those are in terms of your business first. So I have two more points to go. It's take advantage of early adoption and lighten the content load. But Michelle, I want you to chime in here. Michelle is our current tester, and she's been using ChatGBT. So Michelle, first of all, why ChatGBT? Why did you rush to use it? Oh, Michael. Uh I, it, it's Lanyap. It's something actually that I found was valuable to us. It was introduced to me accidentally. I know we we, we talked about this quite a bit uh, in the AI space last year, but uh, I was really introduced to it uh, from a friend of mine who was a deep user, is a deep user of it. And we, we shifted from one conversation of talking high school stuff to let me share my screen and show you how to use it. What I uh, enjoy about it is goes back to exactly what you said and that it's conversational. For the average, uh, let's say small business owner, because that's our space that's looking to do something in the digital space. One of the things that we found as we have been working with our clients here with uh, your business in digital is they're crippled often by the, the need to write an email, to find the right voice, to communicate with their client and looking for means to do it. In the Chad GPT space, GPT space, it allows you to literally have a conversation. You don't have to have a very narrow down thought process initially. You can have a larger thought to say, write me an intro email that speaks to my business for candle making. And I am from New Orleans. Give somebody something about me in not necessarily this voice, but give me something. It then returns a message back to you and then you can refine it. It is literally like having a conversation. It gives you something. You go back and say, well, I like the first sentence. Change and add to the next sentence and add this information. It doesn't go away. It's just a gradual build upon what you have said before. You may ask it for an outline. It will give you an outline. And then you can say, I like bullet points two and four. Can you now write me a paragraph that's going to introduce my client, myself to this company uh, or to this person about my candle making and why it's special? Because it's soy based. It is ethically clean. It does not stink up your house. Pick a, pick a statement that you want to make and it builds upon it and it learns you and learns your, your, your tone and voice over the course of time. That's just emails, Michael. I um, went down the rabbit hole, uh, hole of building a business plan. 
started with an outline, went from the outline and said, oh, I like that, rearrange it and move 0.5 into 0.3, uh, get rid of 0.2, add these things and built a different business plan in my voice. Uh, so I think it is really interesting in how this can help a, an entrepreneur who knows their business really well, but have been, they've, they've had difficulty moving to the next stage in anything in written format and anything that is a business plan related, anything that's in relation to communicating. This helps you to move that step further in a way that's digestible, in a way that allows you to refer back to it because it's a teachable kind of place and allows you to understand what's going on in the world as a search engine. And I think that is one of the biggest things that we're missing the point on here. It is a search engine and it is a direct competitor to Google. And we need to, we need to honor that and understand why this is causing so much as uh, one article read called it a disruptive technology. It's and that's a good way to put it. it. It's going to change the game. So that's why it's disruptive. And I'd just like to correct something there. Actually, it's not, it's it's not in competition with Google. Google is actually looking to integrate it completely throughout its system. They just built something. Mode. They just announced something for their own. But ChatGPT is actually going to be the engine behind mm -hmm. it. So strange how we you know perceive oh. these things. Exactly, it's it's going to be there. So mm -hmm. Google is also taking up the charge. But I want to go back to just a couple of things that you said. Going back to what this means in terms of content production, and especially for you know, small, medium enterprises, we're looking at a, an ability to test the language you're using as well, that you've currently been using. Is that the tone? Now, the key here is that these are language tools. These are solidly language tools. True. They offer you the opportunity to produce language, not just text and contextually correct text, but also to change language and so on. So that you may look at and say, okay, I've been, let's say you've been running a campaign to push, push your, your brand, push your sales. You've been using one tone of voice. ChatGBT actually can now look at that body of data that exists on the internet and say, okay, based on that and based on, as you said, it's research, it's doing research for you based on past behaviors, past patterns. This is a better way to speak to the, this target audience, right? So uh -huh. it has a lot of power, like I said, not just to produce content, but it comes with some caveats. And I'm gonna just talk about that. Um, that drops me just to my third point that it's more than just content. Correct. It's that ability to consume a lot of information. So just think of it, as you said, I'm want, I want to target a specific audience. I've got to do research on that persona, see what it is, you know, triggers that audience. What are their pain points? I can actually converse with ChatGBT, as you said, and say, Tell me what are the pain points for anyone in the hospitality industry, right? What are, and I can get a little deeper. The hospitality industry, say, in South America, for example. Now, I must understand something, though. There are some caveats. No tool that we've created is the perfect tool. So you've got to run through it. by your, You've got to run through that result and make sure it's not giving you something that just sounds good, but is actually factually inaccurate. It's used the facts and the data that's there. It's put it together in a meaning, meaningfully sounding way, but it's really incorrect. So it still requires some checking and it requires some teaching. So that's why I'm saying it's more than content. Correct. It's gonna, it's gonna fit into where you, every touch point that you have with your consumer or your customer base, that's where anything that you chat with, anytime that you talk to your customer, that's where you're going to find this implementation. But just to round it off, what's right. most important with AI mm -hmm. is that you've got to learn to teach. Correct. Correct. Right? And I think I think too, it's it's the your intention. You have to be quite intentional when you you walk into this and understand what its real purpose is, and understand that this is no different than having. Be efficient helping it can help to help you move your business forward but it is not your savior 
And we need to understand that it is not your savior. It is a tool to help you to improve your business so that it can be consistent and sustainable. And by being efficient and finding ways that fits within your world and the way that you operate, this open AI, this, you know, this Chad GPT, and there are other versions of this, not just what we have now. We have been working, some of us in a different tool that is essentially a different version of this successfully for a couple of years now. It's there. Correct, this is right. another version of this that allows a bit more flexibility. But know that GPT is free. Now there's a free version, but the upgraded version that just came out, um, version four, just like the iPhone at one time, it was iPhone one up to 12. These are going to eventually iterate into something improved and a price point will be eventually attached it has been. I think it's like $20 a month for version four. Free for entry, version four, they're starting to charge. So look out for that. But Actually, they've, they've, they've already started to charge. You can try yeah. a, a plus version for $20 a month. Yes, right? exactly. And exactly. it's going to give you, because so many people are using it, what they're finding now, and the question I'm going to throw out to everybody as they give their comments is, what's going to happen with a world of AI-generated content on the internet? <sighs> So I'll drop it. I'll drop that one right in tomorrow's lap, you know, because <sighs> one of the don'ts that they're seeing with it is that you could actually be penalized by Google for using AI generated content. It's possible. Not saying that Google has put any restrictions on it as yet, but they may recognize AI generated content very differently and therefore rank it very differently. Yeah. Tomorrow, yeah. your thoughts, AI. We've been using Jasper. Yeah, so we've been using AI now for over a year. So, yeah. you know, for content. So we, we use a tool called Jasper, uh, which is awesome. And um, I think, so it's really helped us to save time, right? But it doesn't replace anyone because you cannot just take the content and plop it into your, um, into your, into your voice. You can't just put it on your website. You have to really get that content to be your tone of voice and you have to rearrange mm -hmm. things and shift things, right? Uh, as a creator, I want to be in control of my content, but I do need some help getting there sometimes, right? So uh, a chat GBT or a Jasper gives me about 40% of what I need. So it's a great starting place. Right. And I take that and I mold that into something that works for me. So I always add my my uh, tone of voice, my, my thought process to that. So I think the downfall is going to be people copying and pasting, right? That's going to happen because people are like, we're saying that it saves time. So people are going to automatically copy and paste. So rule number one, don't just copy and paste. And I think these guys said that before. You have to go in. You have to read the content. Is it your tone of voice? Has the AI pulled the right, uh, you know, the right data points? And, you know, AI is not, it's learning. It's still learning. So, um, and, and just don't be afraid of it, right? I think we have to just be really open as small and medium businesses to be open to leveraging these tools to move our businesses to the next level. So uh, I think it's mm -hmm. right on time. You know, just to add to what Tamara is saying, too, there's just like this chat GPT came out. There's also someone that's developed a different version that says, here's who have, you know, you've copied and pasted <laughs> and recognizing something that is all or mostly AI generated to not penalize, but to advise and to warn whomever like a, a professor in school or some other place to say, hey, this was AI generated fully and buyer beware. And that was actually one of the warnings that was provided to me as uh, my friend was teaching it to me initially introducing and saying, okay, common sense needs to be applied. Look for the information, judge it, and then utilize it and move forward. Modify as you go, Don't, do not copy and paste. Understand it needs to be in your voice and garbage in, garbage out. And definitely, you know, join if you, whichever tool you decide to use, you've got to join the training programs. As Michelle mentioned, it's a disruptive technology which is advancing very quickly. So learning how to use it and avoiding costs, because there's a cost to it. We've been using Jasper, and we've we've had that experience where we've kind of over, overdone the, the you know the trials, and that's what we were doing. We were trying it out. We were generating content. And then we got the bill for that generated content. And it was like, oh, we've got to, you know, kind of map how we use this, where we use this. And because we've been using it, we're able to go in faster and get to that result at a minimal cost, just, you know, within the package, within the subscription. So it's definitely something that 
has a cost. Say chat GBT is just in research phase, so that's why it's free, but expect that there's going to be a cost. So you, as everything you do in digital, you want to make sure you're getting a return on that money spent. Andrea, any thoughts, chat GBT, AI technology on the whole? Well, I mean, you just jumped into it, right? You have to get your money's worth. So I think that is a good point to lead off on, right? You, you don't want to get, you, you want to make sure that if you are using this tool in your business, that it is making sense from a money perspective. Now, straight out the bat, free sounds good. Yeah, we all love free, 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 right? But we are seeing where, of course, there's a limitation to the free because for a business owner who's probably looking to save time, you can't just copy and paste. So you have to still sacrifice some of your time. There's a cost to that. Um, you still have to sacrifice some of your time to make sure that your content gets generated. So there's still a trade-off where it's not a tool that that allows you to completely continue being a solopreneur and not have anybody at all. You know, you can have the tool and your admin or even somebody who you hire to do social media could still use the tool. And, and at least, you know, the, the tool is helping with the process, you know, um, but I think I think the direction where things are going generally as a small business owner, it's, it's hopeful because it really allows you to, to keep that level of control and not have to, how is the word I'm looking for, to give everything away and, and, and make your team very big. It still allows you to stay small to a certain extent and still get the results that you need. You know, so I think it's a great and, and fantastic tool. Well, there you have it. So definitely let us know if you've been using AI, if you're thinking about using AI, drop it in that chat for you. If that chat, send us a message, let us know. But basically it comes down to this. Treat these AI chatbots as a super assistant, right? It's, they will help you, you know, as Tamara said, get to 40 or more percent. Sometimes we've gotten an 80% or 90% result when we've tried to get an output. Definitely play around with the technology because that's what's here. It's not even coming. It's already here. Some differences in, in, in the platforms are, for example, Jasper is very much marketing oriented. So the it's, it's platform itself is just in front of you to say, do you want to write a blog? Do you want to write for your website? Do you want to create an email um, subject line? And so on. Whereas ChatGBT, their interface is pretty, you know, as I said, because it's going into so many applications, it's one that you're just going to go in and converse with it and, and get it done. Where to start? Start with your existing content run, and run and see how does this compare if you had to rewrite a post or rewrite a blog? See how it does. See where you'd have to tweak. Learn what inputs you'd have to give it to get that result. And that was our hot topics for the day. I oh, think that was a good start to our hot topics. Like I said, we've been I ahead of this segment. <laughs> we've been talking about AI since last year. We've been talking. It's been one of those things on the horizon. As soon as it came to the fore, especially as marketers, we were like, we're going to try it. We went through that phase tomorrow, remember? Yeah, 100%. We would be having our scrum meetings. And how, would, how do you want this to sound? And I just kept saying, use Jasper. Use yeah. Jasper. Right. And in my mind, at first, I kept saying it doesn't sound like us. It doesn't sound like us. So it was really that hybrid. Right. And it's just the integrity of the, your tone of voice as a business. I think that's what's the most important. So, yeah. And it's a learning. It's a learning. There's so many. Um, we're out there in marketing. So we in sales, we understand it. But so many of our clients are crippled because they don't know what their voice is and have no idea. And they're trying to research it. And the research is crippling them. And this has helped Jasper. Chat GPT helps us to get to that place much faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do not be afraid of AI. Go for it. So great segment, guys. Super excited about that. So we're moving on to our next segment because we have segments now. <laughs> so our next segment is going to be called Go Beyond the Like. So this is something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Go to the likes. This is one of our trademarked uh, terms that we have here at Monovan Digital. Uh, but we really wanted to incorporate this into the show and really uh, take these, these concepts that we're talking about and really move people beyond on likes and follows. So what we have this week for you guys is a case study. And this case study really helps us to um, consider our website. So the topic for this week is, oh, I think I have a banner for that. 
why your website is not a magazine and what to do about it. So where we're going to talk about first is we started, we just recently redid our website at Monovan Digital, and it was a process. Um, I think we'd been working on it uh, for maybe about two years to go live, right? Obsessing, overthinking things, just because, of course, this is the line of work that we're in, uh, and we wanted it to be... I don't want to say perfect, but we wanted it to be right. And then we had to really take a step back from that. So this case study is really built upon some of the things that we did. And then we we have seven questions for you um, that, hey, Dana, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, so we have several questions that we want you to start asking yourself when you are working on your website. So all right, let's go for it. So uh, website redesign case study. So we'll just walk through a few things. So overview. So this is a little smaller than I anticipated, but we'll get through it. Uh, with our website redesign, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to focus on spotlighting our services and also uh, collecting relevant leads, right? We wanted to really make sure that that user experience for the consumer was a good user experience and that we could bring visitors in through the website, move them through our process but make sure that they felt really connected to us. So our approach, right, our strategic approach was to really sit down and think about how do these goals and our business decisions connect to the things that we wanted to do in the website. We wanted to have an improved customer experience. We wanted more visibility and we really wanted our website to be flexible so we could scale effectively, right? That's not something that you hear about. People kind of do their websites and they don't think about scaling the website. Uh, but that was something that was important for us because it took us two years to get to this website. But if we had things that we wanted to do, we should have been able to just add a landing page, add a new page, add the content. So instead of redesigning our website over time, what we will do is scale our website with that current look and feel. And if we needed to do, we could just readjust the design. But the parts of the website that are important to our customers coming in, achieving our business goals are really going to be a fundamental part of our website, no matter what website design we have. And what were the challenges? So uh, even as marketers, our challenge was really defining the audience, right? So as we've been doing this show, we've been spending time redefining our audiences. And even today, as we are in the first show, you know, guys, I'm going to call it out right away. We talked about, so our target audience is small and medium businesses. You will hear us talk about SMBs more and more and more often uh, as we move through this process. But sometimes we actually absolutely have been talking to solopreneurs. We absolutely have been talking to you know, that entrepreneur. And now we're shifting that a bit. We really want to be in a space where we're working with small businesses between three to about 40 people, small and medium businesses. We still love the solopreneurs. We still love you guys. This information is still super relevant, but we understand that we had to go in and really redefine that audience. And what we've seen from our customer base is that our best target audiences are those small and medium businesses. So as we move through this process, you'll start seeing that shift in the conversation. The other thing was defining the the right message, it was really hard to talk to, to figure out what we wanted to say to them, right? What do we want to say to these people? Well, we wanted to say a lot to them, but we started to focus on their pain points, right? What did they want from us? So the website is more about them and less about us, but it still serves our goals. So we got people to, to, to find that message. We started talking to, hey, is your does your team need to be trained on digital expertise, right? Are you having these problems? Are you spending money and not seeing the return on the investment. So we started to move down those messaging tracks so we could attract those people who are spending money or may want their teams to be trained on digital to understand the real effectiveness of this so that they can continue to grow their business. The other thing is, we wanted to stay away from shiny object syndrome, right? Because in the web space, in digital, what we hear all the time is trends, 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 what's trendy. We really want to stay away from that, right? We don't want to look at what's trendy here. We want to look at what's practical for our customer. They're coming in, they want to solve a problem, they want to learn something, or they want to go to our services. So we really streamline the website to move to a place of, hey, come in, give us some information, take our quiz, or hey, come in and go to our services, sign, fill out some information, let us know how we can help you. And then of course, we connected all the necessary integrations, you know, email marketing, uh, you know, social media, all those things. So people could get to us. Um, so the result is that what we have is really, uh, what we have right now is a strong website that really has a really solid presence, but it's tailored to our goals. And so when our customers get to the website, they will be able to see 
again, what we've done, and I think they'll be able to see themselves, they'll be able to see those questions that are there, uh, and then really lean in. Now, here's the thing with the website. If people lean in and they continue to go through our process of taking the quiz, if they go through our process of going to our services and filling out our quote forms, then we understand that we're moving the right people into our funnel. But if we see that no one is making taking any action, then what we will do at that point in time is we will start to make adjustments. So in the initial results, we're really comfortable with where things are with the website. Uh, but we want to make sure that, again, this is working. So we're going to continue to come back to you guys and talk about that a little bit. So that's my, those are my, that's our quick high level case study. But, you know, we still have a little bit more for you guys. Um, so I have some comments here. Dana is like, she's like, I love this segment, go beyond the likes. And she loves a good case study. So let's talk a little bit about, ask me questions, guys. You know, we did our website. It took a little bit of a time, but we're here now. So what are your thoughts, Michael? Tell us about the process a little bit. <laughs> so as I said, you know, and, and this is, we're talking about this because we also recognize that many businesses are that, so that space where they, they know their website needs a little up, up a refresh, uh, you know, they need to do some things differently, but you're caught up in, you know, ongoing business, you know, day-to-day, -day, the day-to-day -day stuff. And you're looking at it, you're looking at it, and you're saying, hey, I've, I've got to get this done. We looked at this approach, and as you said, going right back to the start, it was what was the core purposes of this website? Um, and in our case, it was lead generation. You know, we were looking to get people into our world, to stay in our world, and <clears throat> that we accomplished by just kind of asking those questions, as you said, what are the pain points that we are trying to address? So it's definitely a, a big project. But they, I think we approach it in a way that many people can approach it, which is, you know, start from the top. What do you want your website to do? And you should never be saying that you want your website to be a magazine. I know that's never come out of any business person's mouth. I, I want my website to, you know, even when we've, we've worked with people, nobody said that, right? So you don't want it to do that. Then set those clear goals at the start, right? What are those core purposes that that website will serve? So look at Michael already jumping into our seven points. So we have seven questions that we want. These, these questions allow you to take control of your website. If you're looking to redesign your website, right? You want to answer these seven critical questions because uh, I think this is what's going to help you start thinking about it. This is before you decide on the design, the tone of voice, any of those things. You're thinking about, I want to redesign my website. What are the questions that you should ask, right? So uh, I love that you went there. So I'm going to kick this one over to Andrea first, right? Michael talked about it a little bit, but the core purpose of your website, what is the goal of your website? So Andrea, if you are getting into or you're talking to a small business who's looking to redesign their website, uh, what are your conversations around goals? So definitely you want to understand. So as we're saying, what is the core purpose of the website? Because you want to be able to create a linkage between the goal that you set or the purpose that you set for the website and your business goals that you're working to achieve. You, you need to find that linkage. So if you're saying it's for lead generation, you want to be able to say, okay, lead generation, meaning what? Is it that you, you want to achieve, if your business goal is to move sales by 10 or 20%, where does the lead generation coming from the website, where does that fit in to the accomplishment of that goal? Because 10 to 20% will translate into a number, right? It will translate into actual either number of items sold or actual dollar value in sales. And you, what you want to be able to do is say, okay, when the, the website is going to contribute by bringing in, if it's 500 leads, 600 leads as the case may be, right? But you definitely have to understand that linkage because then you'll be going in different directions. You'll have the website there, paying for it, developing it, and then it's actually not going to help you achieve the goal that you set, you know? So I think understanding the core purpose of your website is definitely your very, very first step because you want to make sure that you link it back to a business goal. Because by extension, once you understand what your business goal is, all the activities in your business will automatically drive towards those things. And if your website is hanging on on the outside, then the two are not going to mesh. 
I love that. So point number two, Michelle, I'm going to kick this over to you. Who are the key stakeholders to include in the website process? And so talk about why this is important. It is. And congratulations. I remember building Lanyap and you all may remember the Hardy campaign I went to uh, for the year and getting that done because it's so subjective, right? This is such a subjective thing. But this is why this, this point is so important in that we're not working in this business alone. This is a sales continuum. It's not just bringing the leads in to get the sale done, but there's some post-sale work that actually is really important for you to continue that cycle and maintain that client in your circle and to bring others in. So it is important to have other voices at the table to understand their perspective and how the website will serve to their success in their role as well, starting with all four of us that are here in this room right now, and, and from a sales and marketing perspective, how, how, how are the finances going to be affected and, and what do we need to do to bring that money down? And then the operations and more sales on, on the back end post them paying us the first time. We need to make sure that that's where the real relationship actually begins from the moment they begin to invest their money in our businesses. So it is really important for us to have everyone who has a voice in the business at the table giving input on, as to how the website needs to be developed. I love that. Thank you. Now, the target audience, I, I, I have said in here many a day last year and the year before, and that uh, it is not about you. It is not about us. It is about your client and the client that you're trying to get into the door. This is the first impression and likely many instances, the final impression, the last look on your business. So it needs to speak to someone really quickly. There is like a nanosecond. It's like 0.7 tenths of a second uh, where someone makes an uh, gets an idea of your business and makes a judgment on you based upon their initial encounter with your business. And it's also your opportunity to filter out people who are not your people. So it's important for you to understand before you even build your website, who is your target audience? Understand who your people are and everything that you do in relation to their visuals, the words that you put up there, how you serve information out to them is going to be based upon your tone. Like I said, the words that you put up are going to be based upon attracting that direct customer that you are seeking and moving them through the sales continuum in the most efficient and smooth fashion to get them to continue to say yes to you, not their head to you. And then for those that you don't want, you're saying words that are not attractive to them. So they're self-qualifying themselves out of your business. So it's really important for you to identify your target audience really quickly. Thank you, Michelle. All right, so now to point number four, how to organize your website content to meet your goals. Now, this is something that we probably don't think about all the time, right? As we're developing content, we're sometimes just creating content to create content. But how about connecting that content back to your business goals, right? What are their pain points? As I mentioned, when we were doing our website, we had to really think about what are the pain points? The pain points for us are people that are spending money on digital marketing efforts and not seeing the return. People that have teams that don't necessarily understand digital. So we start creating content that supports that, right? Here's content that we're creating right now to support that. How do you utilize, how do you best utilize your website? How do you, do you redesign your website? So this is really for a business owner to start thinking about, does my website really work for me? So this is the content that we're producing here. So we're actually practicing what we preach and we've done that with our website as well. You want people to come in and see the content. It comes back to target audience, as Michelle mentioned before, and as well as messaging. Uh, so our next point, point number five, I'm going to kick that over to Michael to talk about a little bit. All right. So this is operations. And again, this is going back to that, not a magazine. So we tend to start off, of course, with how will this website look, but we get trapped there, right? Um, so it's, you know, how is it going to look? What did, what the designs, is it visually appealing? But there are many integrations that we have to consider. So you've got to have that integration plan in place. What are the tools that you need to integrate? You need to connect your email service, your email provider. You need to connect your shopping cart. You'll have several plugins depending on, again, your target audience and the core purpose of your website. You're going to have the relative plugins that you're going to have to choose and connect those as well. You have forms, abandoned carts, um, shopping carts, not abandoned carts. We don't want them abandoned just yet. <laughs> so we want shopping carts. 
So you've got to have an integration plan. Identify all the other platforms that you need to connect to. For example, on the simplest level, you may be echoing some of your social media on your website. So you need a plugin for that. So you've got to make sure that you've gone run through and connected all these things and make sure they're connected correctly and working correctly. So that's the operational side, that back end of redeveloping your website. All right. So point number six, how is your target audience going to find your website? So we see this all the time. People are like, I built my website, <laughs> build it and they will come. <laughs> Okay, that is not the case. <laughs> you cannot just build it and they will come. <laughs> they don't know you. <laughs> so what you have to do is think about how are you going to get people to come to your website? What are the things that you're going to put in place? Search engine optimization. We're not telling you that you need to understand and do your own SEO, but you need to understand that how that plays back into people coming to your website, right? You search on Google, you find something, you click on it. That's how it works. You need to make sure that you have those keywords. Or are you going to use advertising or maybe PR to drive people to your website? One of the biggest problems that we find in digital marketing is lack of visibility. Most people have a visibility issue, right? They're not getting in front of more people so that the right target audience can find them, come into their sales process, listen to their messaging, and then go through that point of uh, building a relationship with them before they buy from them. So we really want to make sure that you are setting it up so that your target audience can find you, right? As you're thinking about this process, how are people going to find me? What am I going to do for that? There's advertising, there's search engine optimization, there's public relations. If you want to list yourself on directories, there's so many things you can do to drive more traffic to your website. So you really want to focus on a plan for that. Uh, and then point number seven, I'm going to kick that over to Andrew to talk about a little bit because we're we're back with the money and the goals. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back with the money. And I mean, this ties completely to the, the, where we started, right, in terms of the goals, because in order for you to know if you're achieving the goals, you have to measure it somehow. So in terms of KPIs, what should you be measuring? Well, it all depends on the goals. So if we, if we use the first goal that we um, gave the example, if you want to increase sales, then, and you were using your website for lead generation, of course, the first KPI is you want to look at how did you do with sales? And then the other thing you want to look at is the lead generation itself. If we said that the website was bringing in the lead, then how many leads did I actually generate? Um, and especially if I had set a goal of say, I'm wanting to increase by 10%, in order for me to get that, do I need 500 leads in order to make 100 sales? What does that look like? So you want to be able to make that connection and measure the actual amount of leads. If you had another business goal, say, for example, visibility, and I'm, I'm going to use this one because we just spoke about SEO. If you're saying, well, my website is just really to get my brand out there and to be visible, then you might actually want to look at some digital KPIs in terms of how are you ranking? And I'm going to use some of Tamara's words here, but you want to look at you know, how you're ranking, is it being, you know, are you trending, you know, your hashtags, I guess, those type of things. But you have to find a way to measure it. You can't just say, I want to be visible, and then you don't measure it, you know. So things like, you know, the leads, if you want to be visible, if you just want customer service, if you're just using it to make your customer experience better, you need to find a KPI to measure that. That could be as simple as, have them complete a survey form and then they probably give you a rating how how easy was it to use that sort of thing you could even look at how long um they're taking on your site are they spending are they taking a half an hour to complete the transaction then you know so you want to be able to find numbers it must come down to a number or a grade right you're either saying it's a grade a b c or you're or you're saying um you want a number that ties in to what you're trying to achieve. You're, you're muted. I have to put this up again because we just <laughs> way, way, way beyond the likes. This is how you go beyond the likes, right? This is how you really tie it back to, and I appreciate what you just talked about, Andrew. And we started with you and we ended with you because we tie it back to the finance. We tie it back to the goals. What is your website supposed to do for you? Is it driving leads? Is it driving revenue? And it has to really focus on those goals because if not, then you have this digital presence that is somewhat magazine-like and we want to move away from that, right? We really want to make sure it's functional. It's a core part of your business 
and it serves you as a core part of your business. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about business goals. So, oh, Dana has something. Also terms under which you are found. Does it match what you intended? I love that, Dana. Such a great point because sometimes we're ranking for things that we may not have considered. And sometimes those things are great things and sometimes those things are bad things. And I'm going to go a little bit technical here, but this is where you get to use your Google Search Console, right? This is where if you have your Google Search, search Console set up, it allows you to see what you're actually ranking ranking for? What are those keywords? And do you want to lean into that? Or do you want to shift that, right? Many times when we're working with customers, and we set up their Google search console, we see that they're ranking for things that they may not have considered, and we get to utilize that. But sometimes we see that, hey, this is not something you want to rank for. So Dana, this is a really, really great point. I can't wait to have you on the show. <laughs> your first show, and you're killing it in the comments. <laughs> we really appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. So guys, could you imagine? Do you imagine? Do you know? I'm like, I'm so excited. I don't even know what to say. I have no words. We have made it to the end of our first, first show back for season two. This was really exciting to be back with you guys again. Uh, I believe that this is the true marriage of a small and medium business, right? This is where operations, marketing, sales, and finance gets to really connect and share that vision for digital and digital marketing. So I'm going to pass it over to my co-host for them to say a quick goodbye, and then we're going to get out of here. <laughs> Go for it, Mike. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to your cup of digital in the morning on a Monday and Wednesday. Glad to be back. This was a great discussion tomorrow. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Michelle. Um, looking forward. Please join us. Please share. We'll put up the information to follow us on, on subscribe on YouTube. So follow us on LinkedIn. Definitely get these seven points in your inbox this morning, right? Um, so if you're thinking, here are seven easy things to think about. We're not saying jump in and dive in. You've got to think about it. Here are seven easy, easy points to map your course. Great morning. Have a great week. <laughs> Go for it. Hiatus is over, people. It is over. We are back. Shake off those cobwebs. We are going to make you think every Monday and Wednesday. Uh, as we used to say uh, last year, we're going to say it again this year. If you can take one thing away from what we do every day and implement it into your business, look at the newsletter. Go back and listen to last year's shows. If you're new to us, we had a wealth of information there that we're going to pull into this and, and it'll be relevant there. Find your lanyard. Your little something extra is what we're looking to pull out between the four of us to help your business become consistent and, and sustainable for longevity. So thank you. We're glad to be back and we will see you Wednesday. All right. So welcome to season two. Very excited to to be in this new version of this show. We worked really hard, you know, to, to bring it to what it is. And we're so excited to bring it to you. And we really hope that you take away that one thing that will help, um, help you in your business. So we're really excited to be here. I can't wait to help to share more with you over the course of this season. And as I always say, manage your money so it doesn't manage you. We're here to help you manage your business overall. So join us on Wednesday. Oh my goodness, we made it. <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to do some quick, you know, hey, make sure to follow us, connect with us. We are trying to grow our YouTube channel, so check us out on YouTube, right? Check us out at Your Business in Digital. Check us out on LinkedIn. Check out the company page. Go to Your Business in Digital. You'll see the show broadcasted there. Uh, we're on a few other channels, but this is where we want to focus our energies. As we're talking about everything is goal-related, so we're doing the same thing. We're actually practicing what we preach, so do not forget to share, tell people about the show. Wednesday, we're coming back and Wednesday, we're going to talk about how to use your website to actually convert things, right? How do you get to that place of getting it to be a conversion tool? So oh, thank you so much for joining us. And again, this is where we connect all the dots in the show. We really bridge the gaps between sales, marketing, and finance. Uh, so we can't wait to see you guys on Wednesday. Please join us. Tell everybody who is a small business about our show uh, and sign up for everything that we have because it's going to be great. All right. Have an amazing day, guys. Take care. Bye.